0: Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. I am here with the coach, John Brent.
1: And I'm here with the vet, Mr. N.
0: Griffin. Man, it is, a uh, <coughs> well, so it's an interesting day today, to be honest, coach. Uh, yeah. It's good to have you down here, but uh, uh, we're going to talk about something that we hope we would never have to talk about, and uh, and that's going to deal with the shooting of Uvalde. We kind of waited a little bit to decompress this all because everybody, I, I hear a lot of this. I want action. I want action. I want action, sure. And um, I agree. We all want action. Uh, but until we can get some people to codify in law, it's kind <clears> of <throat> hard to have action. And I'm going to throw something out there, coach. To be honest, is, um, you know, nobody has solved world hunger yet. Nobody has solved poverty, and nobody solved the homeless or cancer or cancer because they're all in the category, there's no one answer. That's correct. There's no one answer. It will take a conglomerate of answers, and I will kick this back real quick, and then we're going to get moving on it. But in World War II, some will say, well, we dropped the bomb, it won the war. Well, that led, that, that was the, the final stake, but that wasn't what won the war. What won the war was about five to ten other different things. Right. America's industrial base. Learn how to utilize the radar properly. Changing how we do uh, water convoys in the North Atlantic. Changing our tactics in the Pacific. And then the culminating event happened to be one of my the favorite, bomb.
1: The code breakers.
0: Yeah, and the code breakers. So all of those had a piece in it. And if you would have just done one, you would not have won because we would have never got to the bomb because uh, we'd already been wiped out. You know, if you didn't have the lend-lease program. We would, have, we would have been wiped out, you know? So I think when we start talking about how do we fix this problem in America that we have with something that's guaranteed to us by the Second Amendment, we have to really dive into not one thing, fix all. So I'm gonna throw it over to you here real quick, but we just had this school shooting down in, in Southern Texas, down in Uvalde. As we're making this, just the night before, we just had Tulsa shooting. We've had a couple other shootings, that involved people predominantly, not the Tulsa one, but the one that was in Uvalde, one was in Buffalo, one was in Wisconsin, and one was in California, all within a month's time frame. involved young men who are still teenagers, 18 yeah. to 20 years of age.
1: Um, you and I talk a lot when something like this happens. I go back to the original, um, what I wanted to do, and then you and I decided to collaborate was we wanted to have an, an avenue to get some of these things off our chest three years ago. Mm-hmm. And you you and I connected and said, you know what, let's do a podcast because we really didn't feel like we had a place to discuss these things. So when something like this happens, one of the first things that I I see is a text from you. The first thing I see, I want to send one is you, like, what is going on? Um, And we look at these these types of situations differently. Uh, That's why it's the coach and the vet. In this situation, it's a military person that doesn't get too emotional with a civilian guy like me is full of emotions. And I think over the last uh, three weeks for sure, there's been a whole lot of emotions from citizens when you see innocent people being shot in a grocery store just buying groceries. And the most unbelievable thing that anybody could understand is eight, nine, 10-year-old kids in a school uh, and a bunch of 10-year-olds getting killed and teachers trying to protect them. And we'll get into you know what transpired there, but I believe uh, if that doesn't bring out emotion in you, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Um, but when it comes down to how to fix things, I've always said this, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in another podcast. We've talked about before, but there's really no compromise when it comes to to certain issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've I've used the example of abortion. How can an anti-abortionist and a pro-abortionist ever Compromise and some of these issues when it comes to guns. I think there can be compromise Yeah, but there are so many people on the far left and the far right That can't give that inch and so this whole thing that has transpired again uh, 290 excuse me 288 or nine Whichever it is school shootings in the last 20 years. It doesn't seem to be getting better It doesn't seem that we're learning from it. it doesn't seem that thing Anything's changing. It just seems to get more horrific. Uh,
0: Yeah. Um, I I think everybody, it should have struck them to the core, to the heart, is uh, anybody dying from a needless shooting, whether it's in Chicago, whether it's in New York, whether it's out in the country stick somewhere in Deep Woods, East Texas, or wherever it is, is needless and should not have happened, okay? Because this goes back to the fundamentals. Let's be honest about it. This goes back to the Cain Abel thing. You know that's why the bible puts it in that's why it's in the bible to discuss it it goes back to that time there that humanity has a dark side you know i will say this and my wife gave a great quote that she and this does not have to do anything with school shootings but it does have to do with bad people being in charge of certain things and she was at the Anne frank uh pow camp where she was killed there 50,000 Soviet soldiers were uh, tortured and executed there. Many other people were tortured and executed mm-hmm. there. And the thing that she left is there's good and bad in everybody. And if you do not believe that, then you fail in humanity. Yeah. Because there is good and bad in everybody. It's just most of people in this world choose not to do the bad. You know? Right. And... and I think that's a good statement because I think you're naive if you don't think there's good and bad in everybody. Sure. Does that mean that everybody is a, a shooter? No, that, that's not what I'm saying. But when we understand that, I think we can understand how we can find the ingredients to get somebody to that level yeah. of, of insanity, you know?
1: Yeah, and you know, it's, it's from someone that, and both of us, really have studied history and me still teaching history at this point is you know, one of the things that we have a conflict is our government is supposed to protect the citizens. They're yep. supposed to protect us from foreign and domestic, but also the citizens have certain rights that the government is supposed to kind of stay out of. So there's this pull and push all, of, all the time of how do we protect the citizens, but, but still give that right that we have to the freedom for citizens to, you know, to bear arms or to hunt or to protect themselves. And what can they protect themselves with is is really the debate there is a very small people on the left that would love to abolish all guns and there's a very small people on the right that would love to say hey we should have bazookas and tanks okay but the majority of people understand that there's self-protection there's a second amendment right just how do we regulate it and should it be regulated and how it should be regulated should it be a state? Should it be a federal? Should it be by age? So I'm sure there's some of the things we're going to talk about. It's very important that we we try to try to keep emotions down when you're discussing a, a, a discussing an issue like this. But man, when you see people innocently dying, especially babies, bro.
0: Well, I, I will say this is as soon as it happened, Coach. I put on a, my page, hey, this is the time to think about the families, and this is the time, you know. Uh, that I give my prayers out to them, because I, I did, I prayed for them. You know, whether, and some people take that as a derogatory term, and I never understood how that is just because maybe you don't believe in prayer, and I do, how would that be derogatory? Because I don't judge how somebody else deals with things in their mind. I don't, that's, that's how they do it. So, and I had a couple of people sit there and want to sling out, well, we need to act now, we need this kind of legislation. Well, we all know that in haste, nothing really ever good comes out of haste decisions. It's very rare. There there are a few times, but it's very rare. So we haven't even laid the first body into the ground yet. And uh and I think maybe that should have been the focus and everything else. And then I said, hey, let's put this on my timeline later. And a few days later I finally put out and said, hey, we're gonna do this podcast, we're gonna do this. And I got some notes on the backside, and I got very few on the front, but I got a lot on the backside. And then I got the two that wanted to tell me their opinion right then in their haste, seems to me they had forgotten about the whole issue. So I just look at them as being completely freaking superficial, to be quite honest. And you're going to hear me say that word superficial a lot in this because we're going to talk about these laws a second. And I think that's important that we talk about them because there's some misnomers there because unfortunately, like we've said, is a lot of things are party driven. And I want to talk about the laws, and then we're going to get into this case of Ubalde. I want to talk about that a little bit and try not to paint anybody too bad, but there were some bad blunders in there and such. Yeah. Uh, so, so first thing is, is uh, and you referenced Steve Kerr from the, from the uh, uh, Golden State Warriors head coach there. He came on. He made a, a passionate statement. In all his passion, I am completely concurrence with Steve Kerr. I agree with him. I think our legislators should have done better. He referenced that Mitch McConnell, and I'm not a big fan of Mitch McConnell, I'll be quite honest with you, but you know, he's selling this legislation for two years. I try to tie everything that in this last week, would it have changed the Uvalde shooting? And so this resolution, which is called HR eight coach, which I'll tell you about it here, is a bipartisan background check. And, uh, What it does is there's some loopholes at the gun show loophole that it would eliminate those loopholes from from where they would have to do a background check. And uh, it passed in the house in 2019, but this Uvalde shooter, it wouldn't have done a damn thing. And we're going to talk about that a second because I personally think that this idea of universal background check is a party buzzword and everybody gets on it we would just have this we'd have saved the lives and no we wouldn't have it wouldn't have done a damn thing because you and i have talked about this coach is what does a background check do to somebody that's freaking 18 years old what do you pull out of that
1: well and i I'm, i don't want to interrupt you but i referenced you and also referenced mm-hmm. to someone else online that look i'm in i'm in the education system okay and we started at a very early age of uh, assessing, is a good word that's always used in education now, assessing people for dyslexia, mm-hmm. for a mental, uh, for not mental illness, but for uh, depression, uh, for learning disabilities, for ESL, do they have enough English language because we have so many uh, you know, people here that their first language they learned was at their home, might have been uh, Spanish. But what we, we, we haven't done, really, is got into any mental health evaluations. And now that we've had more upfronts with bullying yep. and depression and people taking their certain medications before they take testing, because if somebody is actually considered to be ADHD, we want to make sure a day or two before that we check in with their, their family that, hey, are they on their medication? Mm-hmm. I mean, these are things that are talked about. So there are ways that we can possibly... But it's going to take legislation it's going to take people taking their hands off of things and start maybe mental i'm not saying this is my idea i'm saying this is something that has been that i've thought about is when we start doing those first evaluations of people to find out about dyslexia and all that could we not start some mental evaluations of part of that because we have an annual what they call an ARD for people that have an annual annual review of of, of kids that have certain disabilities as they call them and could that be one that by the time we're 18 years old that we have a little bit of a blueprint that this person, or 21 if that's the age that we go to with with, yeah. with guns. But you're right, when a person's 18 years old and they have no credit report, I'm gonna use this, they have no credit report yeah. because they don't have any credit, because they've never had to have credit, and then they go apply for something, they say, oh, well, we deny you because you don't have any credit. Because for 18 years, they're not supposed to have that. Yeah. So it's the same way there. And how are we evaluating people to know that this person at 18 years and one day is okay mentally and can pass a background check when there's really no information available for that?
0: Right. So we're going to dive into this a second because I think there's some legitimacy to the term universal background check, but it's going to take reconstructing the whole system. And that's not what H.R. 8 does. H.R. 8 just wants to close a loophole. So coach, you and I both purchase guns. When we purchase guns, we fill out an ATF form yes. 4473. I've purchased a gun in Kansas, I've purchased a gun in Tennessee. I've purchased a gun in uh, Michigan. I purchased a gun in North Carolina, and I've purchased a gun in Texas. Some have a longer weight, some have a short weight. All that. Each one, I fill out one of these. Yeah. So when we go to this right here, because we want this universal background check, And there's a lot of talk, been about mental health in there. I'm going to read you so you know, because what I think, to be honest, is the far left pushes this term because it doesn't affect them. They push this in gun control because they will never have to feel the effect of it. Hmm. Whereas other solutions, like putting security in the schools, well, they would have to feel the effect of that. And so I think some jump on that bandwagon because they feel that it's never going to be solved. So if they don't have to feel the effect, it doesn't matter. But if we're going to do this, let's do it right. If we're going to hit universal background checks, the only spot on the freaking form 4473 is under F, under 21, that sits there and says, have you ever been adjudicated as a mental defective, or have you ever been committed to a mental institution? Just say no. No. And so if you lie and say no, okay. But this is the thing. We've talked this, Coach, is how many people do I know that's crazy? Well, I probably know about 12 people that I would say is batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. But how many people do I know that's been committed to a mental institution? Well, I don't know none. You know what I'm saying? I don't know any. And that's what's the requirement is on this form is that right there. That's the first issue. The second issue is if they're 18 or they're 19 or 20, like we said, What's prior to 18, and the Uvalde shooter was only 18 for like freaking 10 days at the max, you know, or, or a month. He was very short, 18. Your records are sealed under 18 because you're a minor. Your criminal records are, if the judge does that, and your records for mental health falls under HIPAA. Right. So if you don't divulge it, there's nothing there to check.
1: There has so- to be, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but you know this, and we, we, we discussed it. You are 100% correct. But what we have to do is, after 9-11, the reason that we had the issue of 9-11, when they come back and studied it, was, yes, we had terrorists. They wanted to kill us. That's, yep. the, that's the culprit. Okay, We're not taking anything away from who did it. But all those agencies were not sharing information because they didn't want to, they yep. didn't have to, and they weren't made to. Yep. So um, until we have the, the, the medical facility, or excuse me, the medical community, the, the 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 education community anything that has to do with a kid that's 20, 21 and back until they actually if that's ever possible work together and coordinate we're never going to have a real picture of a person's mental stability criminal uh, you know uh, background that they have we're not so we're yeah. we're, we're pissing the wind and we're guessing I, I we're agree. hoping
0: well we're hoping right. and what I see is a lot of people say well this is my party's talking point. We're going to push this.
1: I had one tell me that yesterday. I,
0: I'm getting my, my feather in the cap because I'm the congressman, and this is our talking point. I passed the bill to save lives, and two weeks later we have another one because it didn't do shit. Right. That's what I see is we wasted the paper and the time and effort. When I think we need to have something that's comprehensive that involves multiple things, I think this needs to be revised. Sure. I think that a judge. Why hasn't it been? Yeah, you know, or why haven't. I think it. Ju- honest people is the only one that's going to fill it out Right. Right. Or why, and, and, and we already saw, just because we just saw the Johnny Depp case, what honest people get and what people who lie get, right. you know, $15 million. I mean, honest people is the only ones going to well, fill it out right.
1: And, and most people know that when you go to fill out an application for an apartment or fill out yeah. an application for credit or you fill out an application for a gun, people have done it they say, hey, I can tell you exactly how to fill it out to make sure you get approved. Yeah. I've heard yeah. people say that. Especially when I used to do collections. People knew that how to get approved for something by filling it out a certain way. The loopholes that they have, in and I hate to use the word Mm -hmm. loopholes because that is a political term that you hear all the time, that these gun show loopholes. I'm not talking about that kind of loophole. The loopholes I'm talking about is when you have a form that is just there for show. And the form is really not there to protect. Why is it not there to protect from the NRA all the way up to the crazies on the left? The ACLU, let's just call it, all in that middle here, we are not doing what's best for all of us by allowing this to be the best we can come up with.
0: Right. I, th- this needs to be better. Right. The second thing on, on this form here, though, that it's going to require legislation that maybe when my little son goes downtown and, and I don't know, he does something stupid like drink underage, that it's not swept under the rug by the judge yeah. or the DA and maybe that it's on here, because that's going to take a nationwide thing, and that's going to take that to be in there yeah, in order for this to be effective.
1: So who does the check on that, the FBI? The FBI is not checking with your local police departments of the state municipalities unless well, lo- they enter that in themselves, the, the right?
0: lo- That's the deal. So the local police department entered it in, and it goes to the FBI, and they do the investigation. So you have, you have the FBI that evaded the investigation, right, which... I don't know in the last two years there ain't much i trust out of, out of, out of that group you know what i'm saying as a whole the people who work there i think is pretty good most of them but we, we've seen a lot of blunders there but does the local town put it in right you know does the local sheriff put it in right those are questions that have to be asked because if you don't don't forget the shipyard uh shootings, yeah. That they were skipped twice by the locals in regard to that.
1: So, And, and I, before we move on, I do want to say something about the Steve Kerr thing since we yeah. referenced it. I didn't say anything about that. Steve Kerr is an amazing guy. Okay, He's a great father. He's a great coach. He's just a great guy. Yeah. But Steve Kerr is a little political. And I want to say maybe a little. Let's just say he is political. Because this isn't the first time that Steve Kerr has got upset. Mm-hmm. This was something he should have got upset about. He referenced yeah. the bill. Maybe the bill, maybe not the bill. But he also got really upset a few years ago when Trump came out and said some. President Trump at the time came out and said something about uh, either a basketball player or football player or something, and he pretty much said, "Trump stay out of it." Yeah. So it's not that he's non-political. Yeah. But what he was trying to do, and I felt it, and so many others felt it, is he was saying a lot of things that we wanted to, that we were feeling.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I think. I think. I think his passion is truly there.
1: And now where are the yep. last thing we moved down, I was going to say there. where are the people that st- stand up for the politics of <clears throat> black lives matter. Yeah. Uh, the Colin Kaepernick, the LeBron James, uh, LeBron. Where are those people, you don't see anything about that unless it has to do with an African American being killed yep. by a white police officer. I will
0: say LeBron did say something about the invasion. Okay. I didn't see it. And, and, and my hat's off to you, LeBron. And, Thank there, you. and there were some Dallas Cowboys that spoke up DeMarcus Marcus Lawrence did. And, uh, and, and things of that nature. but So I'm, I'm gonna kinda crush the, the H.R. 8 because maybe the reason why H.R. 8 hadn't been passed because it's worthless than the piece of paper that it's on, to be honest. Yeah. And that's probably the real reason why it hadn't been passed. And you're it, right. wa- it wasn't political, it's just it's a piece of shit legislation. So the next one, and I'm only gonna cover this in a second, is H.R. 1446 has been passed to the, to the House. What it does is there's a, a loophole called the Charleston loophole, and there's a gap in there on the federal gun sales that moves from three-day waiting period from some areas to moving them all to 10 days. I don't have a problem with that. I don't either, really. I I do not have a problem Mm -hmm. with that, but I do have a problem with the rest of this part because the rest of it, it says, if it exceeds that 10 business days, then the person purchasing the gun has to personally request to the FBI to finish it out. Well, who in the FBI? Who's the person? Uh,
1: or, well, it, if they can not tell you in 10 days, then you shouldn't be getting one problem.
0: No, no, well, I'm or are they just busy? Or the FBI just says, I'm just going to sit on the mall, and then he won't ask, and I won't ever give him. Well, I think that's wrong. It so, is wrong.
1: And, and, and just something a little bit different that, would give you a uh, background exactly what you're saying. And to back it up is that there, we have a Freedom of Information Act. Yep. I have put in a request in our town close to us in Gilmer, Texas, for some information through the police department, and they said they won't have that in. sent out to me within 10 business days guess what when 14 days came around I hadn't gotten anything because I thought they were mailing it oh they couldn't find my request then, even though it went by fax and they received it Mm -hmm. so I had to go back again and redo another one and then they called me within one day and said well both of these are information that's going to have to go one to the police and one to the city attorney to even see if we can approve the freedom of information so, yes, there's always going to be that going on. And you're right. Who knows at the FBI who they're going to protect and who they're not? Exactly. And next thing you know, we can't do that. It's still in the works. Uh, so, we're looking at it.
0: So to me, 1446, unless they change it, is hogwash. I like the 10 days, but the FBI thing. So it, you and I like
1: the 10 days, and we like the 21 maybe for Yeah,
0: I, I, I agree. And okay. I'm a Second Amendment guy. Sure. Uh, I, I feel that I had, a, I had a great mentor of mine a sergeant major, he was sergeant major when I became a sergeant major, and my wife served with him, and uh, and uh, I served with him, and uh, he got out and retired, but he came up, and he said, hey, you know, 21, let's think about that, for, especially for ARs and things like that, And uh, but any gun, he says, People will say, well, hold on. People in the military don't have to wait 21. Well, people in the military go, <laughs> through eight, <laughs> they, they, they go through eight weeks of training with guns yes. and basic training alone. Okay. They I they, they have taught to respect them in every shape, form, or fashion. And so that made a little bit of sense to me, to be honest. And I'm a guy that I can be swayed as I'm not stuck on this and not stuck on stupid all the time. I agree. Maybe 21 is the rational answer because a lot of these school shootings happen to be with people below. Yeah, now, just, I will say this, and we talked this, is somebody willing to commit murder? Ain't no law out there going to stop that.
1: No, and you're correct on that. Uh, you know, that-
0: There's no murderer we found that goes, hey, dude, did you hesitate because you, know, you might have to go 30 days in jail for this? Well, Uh, you know, none of that shit,
1: no. And no one has brought this up, and I'm I'm driving down here today, and I started thinking about, you know, Mm -hmm. why does this seem to be happening more and more now? Can I think of anything that happened in the past? And I started thinking about the UT Bell Tower guy. Mm -hmm. And that was in the 60s, I want to say the late 60s. And, you know, he had had a lot of mental illness that we find out. He'd killed, what, his parents shot somebody at the house, went up there and decided that he was going to just take as many out before they took him out. And there's, there's always going to be that people. The thing that I believe that a lot of people now, and I'm not agreeing or disagreeing or saying, wait a minute, we keep having the same reoccurrence with, with two or three different things. Number one, it is young people around 17 and 19 years old. Yep. Number two, it's with assault type rifles, because yep. I don't know the exact, I know it's not an automatic, they wouldn't live a day in a war with that rifle, but they're not fighting a war and the third thing is there's been so many things that i've heard over and over and over again that when the police tries to um, come in contact with that person that they're outgunned i've been hearing that more and more that yeah. they're outgunned when these people have these ar-15 or assault rifles or whatever they are and so that's another issue why are they outgunned because you hear people all the time defund the police take away certain things from the police yeah. and they don't want them to have swat type things they don't want them to have all these things that could make sure. Um, but what we do get into is when these people, like in Ubaldi, they tried to go in the first, I believe it was two or three of them, I don't remember the number, and they were pretty much pushed back by a, an eight-year-old guy that just got a gun within a month
0: mm-hmm. because
1: his weapon was so powerful to what they had.
0: Yeah, so we we're, we're, we're going to dive all into this Ubaldi thing here, mm-hmm. but you know the two presidents back, they did a lot of legislation. It pulled a lot of equipment away from the, the the police forces. Regarding this, here, right after the Uvalde shooting, the president signs a freaking darn doc, uh, declaration, executive order, and one of the sub paragraphs in there is the uh, you know limiting piece of police equipment, restoring and expands on the Obama administration restrictions on the transfer of military equipment to the police forces.
1: We can't wait for our president to help us. Okay.
0: Well, I mean, I, I'm just like, why would you do that? But. I'm, I'm sitting here scratching my head on it. So let's, let's go ahead and dive into Uvalde, and then let's go into some things that we think that might happen. And I'm going to beat the president up on this because he signed that right after this happened, one. Two, there's everybody throwing out scenarios of what should happen, and he came out, his White House press secretary has come out and says he's not budging on putting people in the schools. You know, hard-end schools. He's not down. Why would you not lay everything out on the table? I'm a Second Amendment guy. Coach, when you talked about me not having my tank, that hurt my feelings, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you. I wanted to get me a Sherman one day and just tinker around with it and drive out the pasture and have fun. But, my God, why would you not lay everything out on the table and go, is this even winnable or not? Okay, it's not. Let's put this over here. Is this doable or not? Why do we put that to the –
1: we always say the will of the people. Yeah. You hear that a lot on the Democratic side. That We just want the will of the people. We want every voice heard. We want these things. Okay, well, why don't we put it to the people? When you go to an airport now, you feel so much more secure after 9-11 because of the security that's been put in place. Yeah. If anybody flew prior to 9-11 and they flown after 9-11, it's like a two different worlds. My kids have no idea what it used to be like to just to walk into an airport and go get on a plane.
0: Well, I, I remember flying to Germany in 1989. I flew to Germany, and walking down the, the airport was Eye in, in a green jacket with a German Shepherd and a freaking Uzi strapped across the chest. And I was like, whoa, this is not America. Cause right. I just walked on the plane, sure. you know, I'm like, dude, when are you gonna bring me my drinks? You know? Right.
1: And, and, and another thing is if you go to a courthouse, I, I've been to Smith County courthouse many times and you walk into the courthouse, you go through metal detectors, they have more than one door, but guess how many doors you can go in. You can go in one door yep. at that courthouse. And at that one door, They have three to four officers, and one of them has a a, a rifle, or excuse me, a shotgun. The other ones have their weapons on them, and you've got to go through there. You and I have been to sporting events. We've been to concerts recently. Uh, Anywhere you go where there's a a mass of people, we protect them. But where we don't do it, and we want to push that we don't, is at every single school. The last thing I want to say, $40 billion Joe freaking come on Biden just sent to Ukraine. And everybody in the world, like that. Everybody in the like world that. is on didn't Ukraine. Even,
0: didn't even bat an eye at right. it. like that.
1: But we're on their side. If I said If you take it, make that $40 billion and divide that by 89,000 public schools we have in America, that's $45,000 per school. And $45,000 at that school could put you a secure door, could get you a security system or, or yep. some kind of system to see in.
0: And why not? Yeah. So the... Regarding this here with the schools and all this other such, uh, we need to dive into the Uvalde thing, but I'm sitting here going, why do, what's the problem with us having an armed gardener?"
1: I, I don't understand. I it. haven't heard an argument against it that makes any
0: sense. Except, except he said no, and the left doesn't like that. But I think it goes back to what I said, Coach, because they have skin in that game. They don't have skin in the other game, so it doesn't affect them. And I hate to be like that, but that's what it's sounding like, is either do my way that doesn't affect me, but it affects you, or don't do no way at all, is what it's sounding like. So sure. let's get on with you, Baldi. And so as we know, the young man that was supposed to graduate, that pulled, either pulled himself out of school or he was told he wasn't gonna graduate, went out and shot his mom. he, goes, grandmother, he grandmother. grandmother. excuse me, yes, his grandmother and- uh, In the face. In the face, <laughs> shot her. Stole the truck, drove, wrecked the truck real close by next to the funeral home, shot at the funeral home, then shot at the school. The first report we got, several reports we got, was the doors propped open by a teacher twice. teacher says now that she closed it. Uh, it was propped open once, but she closed it afterward. Supposedly
1: locked didn't work.
0: Spo- yeah, but my question is, in the military we have rules that we don't, we don't budge on. Why did you prop it open ever? Why did you ever go out that door if it's not meant for that? You know that's that's the deal. It's, it's a emergency exit only, kind of what they're supposed to be there for. So why are you bending the rules? Do you not think of the safety? Irregardless that you lawyered up and all that other stuff, those are legitimate questions that needs to be answered. And I think every school district needs to answer that. And I, and I personally believe that if it's a student, they should be suspended if they see go out one of those mercy doors. One, two. If it's a teacher, and they they need to be they need to be relieved on the spot whether right. they've been there freaking two weeks at the first of the year teaching or they've been tenured for 30 years, once you fire one, it will all be done. Right. And, you know, that's why right. you had the rules. Well, what are the things? And, 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 uh, go so, ahead. So I will say in the military, we have these things called standard operating procedures, and we use these, and what it is is people have thought out, try to think out every scenario that could happen, and they put these procedures in place to prevent the catastrophe from happening. Well, the school thought them out because they put the damn mercy doors there. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> so... Whether, now, we always say whenever there's a failure of something, it's either you did not have a standard operating procedure or you didn't follow it. And if you didn't follow it, you deal with the individual. Exactly. If you didn't have one, you better wake up and go fix it and go make a procedure. So in this case here, okay, let's say if it was mechanically broken, then why was that not identified? You know, I don't know. I don't understand that, to
1: be honest. And how did he choose that? He chose that one door that had a problem and he got lucky. If that's the case, but you also got to think about it. Maybe it was most of the doors were open.
0: We don't know. We don't know. It took him 12 minutes from the accident to get into the door. But let's say this. If the door would have been secured like it was supposed to be, we would have eight. Is it 18 or 19? I can't 19
1: know. kids. We would have
0: 19 kids and two teachers alive a day, and we would have had. A confrontation on the school lawn where he would have been killed right there.
1: And the conversation would still be, "What in the world is going on for this it, guy it being still there, would have been, yes. But it wouldn't have been about the death. Of but this we would kid. have
0: saved kids' lives. We would have saved kids' lives there. And then the second thing it took from 12:15, 19 police officers were inside the building, and it took them to 12:50 to execute the mission of knocking the door down. And supposedly at 12:15 they had all the equipment, and the 911 calls were going on. Mm-hmm. And now, from what I understand, I did not know this. There is a federal statute. That an involved officer involved on the scene does not have to speak to the corresponding agency. I heard that yesterday. If it's time. a school, if, uh, I don't know if it's a school. Oh, okay, because no, I know no. a lot of
1: things change after Columbine, where they don't have to wait. You go.
0: No, 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 no. I'm saying on the investigation
1: side. Oh, I got you.
0: That if if you're the if you're the Department of State of Texas and you're investigating, I don't have to talk to you because I was involved in the scene. I got you. And so that's from what I understand, sure. that's what the incident commander's huh. doing. He's like. I'm lawyering up or I'm just not talking to yeah, you. They, I,
1: I did see, uh, speaking of that real quick, I listened to it, didn't hear it, but it was on CNN or MSNBC, uh, swipping channels where they yep. actually went to his home or somewhere where he was yep. coming out of. And he just said, I'm going to speak soon, but right now it's not the time until everyone's buried pretty much. That's what he was saying. Okay. Everyone's I can buy fear. that. So I, I mean, let him have it. I, I feel like he's going to lose his job at, at the least.
0: At the least. And, and what I will say is 40 minutes. What are we doing there? You know, uh, Please do not misunderstand me is we don't know who all had the information, if it's just him or all 19. I don't believe I cannot believe on way I know how structure of commands normally work that all 19 really knew all the 911 calls. But if he knew the 911 calls and hesitated, that's an issue. If he didn't know the 911 calls, that's different. That is different. It, it don't make anybody come back to life, but that is different because he wasn't armed with all the intelligence. Okay? But if he was armed with all the intelligence, then we got issues. There regarding that, and then maybe 19 people wouldn't have died. Sure, you know we we don't know, but maybe not. But I coached to me personally a standard operation procedure of whenever there's a gunfire in the town, period, that there's somebody that goes and secure ensures all doors are secure. One, two, an armed freaking police well, we officer. We have that in school at every freaking entrance, armed to the T, would have solved a lot of this. Well, there's a
1: few things I want to unpack here, but number one, if when I worked in public school, we had, we had those, those in place that you would secure your door, get everybody away from the window so if yep. nobody could see you in there and everybody was quiet and whatever. Th- those are certain things, but there, there needs to be more done. We'll talk about that, but I want to talk about a few things. Number one, in the education system, uh, or excuse me, being in school, we're supposed to have a secure place for them to learn yeah. Now, what the secure place for people to learn is going to be defined differently than, than what you, by what you believe, yep. okay? To me, you protect at all costs because yep. there's so many places that you go to on Friday nights when I was coaching that there are armed police officers at every stadium, not mm-hmm. just one, yeah. numerous. Yes. But how many armed policemen are on every campus in Texas? Say East Texas, say South Texas. I mean, we have a little place here in Pittsburgh where we're doing this from today that has, what, one officer per school? I don't know. Okay. Well, what is the problem of not securing a school very similar to how you, you know, secure a perimeter? Yeah. Always. Not just when something comes up. Oh, it's cost or whatever, whatever. Look, man, y'all charge me so much for my, my, my school taxes in White House, Texas. It's literally insane. It's over $1,000 a month for my taxes for White House ISD. Yeah. Okay, there's plenty of money to do this. Yeah. But what we want to do is allocate those money to STAR and benchmarks and things like that and stadiums. and about stadiums. stadiums. Right. But we won't put $250,000 into protecting a school, but we'll put in $25 million for a stadium. Okay. Second thing, when we hear as parents that – you have to think about this as a perimeter. This went on for over an hour. That no one can go in, and then we find out they're inside, but they won't go into a classroom. Mm-hmm. People are being tackled outside from saving their own, but then some do get in. So some people got to go in that school even after a shooting was going on because it wasn't locked down. Yeah. Okay, they went in and saved their – and I'm not, I'm not going to say one bad thing about a parent that went in to save their kid. No, I, I can't do it. I just can't do it. But Oliveris – from the DPS, it's shameful. Now, I don't know if he had a slip of the tongue, but I hope he's been reprimanded for that and would never better speak in public again mm-hmm. if he did. When he said, and they asked him about that time and all those things going on, he said, look, if we would have sent those men in there, they could have been killed.
0: Okay. Well,
1: I literally did not believe that I heard correctly and went back and rewound it.
0: What was the, what's, the, what's the saying? Protect and serve. Right. Protect and serve. I'm sorry, I'm from the military, and you know what? There would not have been 45 minutes waiting, I can tell you that right now. Uh, do not misunderstand me. There are people who freeze on the battlefield. Yes. We got that. I understand that. But out of 19, that's no. one. Yeah. And it's kind of, if you ain't ever watched Band of Brothers episode 7, when they relieve the commander on the battlefield, he lines up dying later. Yeah. You need to watch that because he froze and was getting people killed. I ate the school, and that's when somebody goes, I'm in charge now. Yeah. See you later, dude. You keep your ass here. We're going in. And yes, maybe some would have died, but my God, not in a freaking little eight-year-old. And I don't care if it was one eight-year-old in that freaking schoolroom, and there was 19 guys out on the outside. I know this is going to sound cold, and 18 guys died, and that one eight-year-old lived. That was a mission success. I hate to break the news right. to you.
1: Yeah. And second thing that I that I saw was some videos, some cell phone videos, of a lady recording. And there's two officers standing there talking. One's on his cell phone. One's just talking to his little mic, walking around, telling them to back up, back up, back up. And the gentleman actually says, look, man, give me your gun and yeah. vest. I will go in. Yeah. yeah I mean, do you realize there's kids in there? Yeah. And they're just standing there waiting for an order. When is it? Now, you, this is my question. You've been in the military. This is not the military. This is the police. So, of course, they're not as prepared as the military for certain things. But have you, could you ever imagine anybody that you've been around saying we're going to wait back as kids are being slaughtered? American kids on American campuses on a public school in Texas, the state of Texas, brother.
0: Well, I'm going to say this is I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt that officer that was guarding the parking lot, they were assigned that mission. They felt that 19 people were in there doing their job. Gotcha. And that, that wasn't his role and he had confidence in what the 19 people inside were doing. That's my feelings. And from that perspective, I understand that because everybody has different missions, and as soon as you compromise your mission to go, all okay, to go bars the door, then you really compromise a lot. It could, be, it could go more traumatic. The deal is, is he, he had confidence they would do something, and unfortunately, the leader didn't do something, apparently. Now, there may be some more circumstances that we don't know about, but I agree with you. You said it up front. One guy that's barely been trained on an AR-15, now it's overwhelming fire with 19 guys, and I promise you every one of them has probably fired an AR-15 at least once or twice, and understand it, and fired multiple other guns. Most people that I know that are police officers have fired multiple guns many times, unlike the lady who grabbed her taser, who thought she grabbed her taser and her gun, they didn't train. Most of them are very confident in that. Uh, But it takes leadership. but we I, gotta, can't,
1: I can't imagine seventeen or eight of them standing around and one holding them back in their old. Okay I, I know that.
0: that's, that's the optics look horrible, and is it is exacerbated by the fact that they waited forty minutes. Yeah. And what's a shame is I just listened to the Tulsa shooting thing, and like within a matter of less than a couple of minutes, it was defused. Now he took his own life, sure. but they were already in there in a matter of a couple of minutes. Think about how many little kids would be able to sit there and we would get to be going through emotional counseling right now instead of we'll never know what they were Well, are some going. are going
1: to be going through it, and this is one of the things that, that, I, that broke my heart was they interviewed one of the 10-year-olds that was in the class with his buddies, and he wanted to be interviewed. And I'm going to tell you right now, I wish more parents would do something, and I want to bring this up at the end of this about Emmett Till. Don't let me forget, because there's something that changes something, and it's called a visual. But this kid said that he grabbed and wiped blood off yeah. of a friend of his that was dead, and put it on his face and acted dead yeah. so he wouldn't be shot. There is no, you're talking about, we got this bullshit, PTSD, not from the military, not from police officers, not from, from. you can go down a real list, but we got people getting PTSD disability across this country
0: that kid will never bullshit. The, that kid will never be the same. And
1: this kid will never be the same, and this kid is trying to get a story out of his friends and what they went through. But what I want that, if anybody knows the story of Emmett Till, this is what came across the other day in my my brain and I started talking to my wife about it. I said, you know what changed a lot in the civil rights movement was the visual when Emmett Till's mother said, what I'm going to do is I want to have an open casket because they beat Emmett Till to death for what we come to find out decades later was a fake cat call and he was beat up to death by people that were white because he was black, supposedly catcalling at a white woman. And the mother said, this has to end, and what we're going to do is we're going to leave this casket. You, you can type it in yeah. right now, Emmett Till, and you see that face. I wish a parent of two or three or four would have had an open casket funeral of their dead babies. Yeah. And so said, this is what we got.
0: And, and for those that didn't watch the majority of it, a lot of parents had to give DNA because they couldn't recognize the faces because the faces were shot. Had to give DNA just to identify them. We got to move on yeah. on this part here. So what we need to move on and talk about is what would work, and, and I'm talking specifically the Valdi shooting. But there's multiple other shootings, and those not won, may not necessarily be the best things for those shootings. But we got everything on the table, Coach. All right. We got everything I'll on the table. start one. You want to start one? However you want. To yeah. Do. You go ahead. Start one.
1: I think about this. Remember when you first learned how to drive? Yep. We couldn't drive by ourselves, could we? No. Nope. How did we drive? How did we learn to drive?
0: I, I drove with a teacher on the side. That I was scared to live the living hell out of her every right. time I stopped.
1: You got to ride with an adult. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if we're going to say that a person goes hunting, yeah. Okay. That that the, they cannot purchase any kind of weapon at all for your 21. And any type of weapon that you use must be an adult's weapon, and they must be with you when you use that weapon. That's just something I'm throwing out there. So if a person goes hunting at the age of 19, they must be with an adult, and that adult has a weapon that they can use, and they both are responsible for each other's actions. Because you can't buy a weapon until you're 21 years old. If you have one at 19, 20, 18, or 17, two things are going to happen. Number one, you're breaking the law, and number two, the person that that did not allow that to be locked up is it responsible to you for the crime?
0: Okay. So um, I think about my kids because all of them have been around guns. This, right. and Most kids haven't. Yeah, I, I got that. So uh, there was a proposal for moving the age to 21.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I agree with that. I like it. But there is a there is a hiccup here. The California uh, uh, District Court ruled it unconstitutional, put an age limit on guns like that. They ruled it. It was a very liberal well, court. It was not a circuit court. Now, was that the wording and we just need to... It's called to,
1: legislation. We breed it.
0: Or do we need to codify the wording a little better? Could be. And, 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 but if not, that's a stumbling block. But I agree with 21... Nobody should be able to buy a gun until you're 21. Well, let's so, ask
1: the question this. If we were to yep. put a nationwide referendum, we're, we're, yep. for the next time we have an election that's a nationwide election, and we have that everybody decides, do we want to have the, the, the age of somebody owning a gun at 18 or 21, and let the majority, I guarantee it would be 80% would say 21 hmm. over 18. Yep. And so, you know what? Maybe we should listen to the people sometimes.
0: Yep. I, I will say, I know a lot of kids that are in the 16, 17, 18-year-old group that, they could handle a gun quite well. I but, had
1: my first, for a four, at 14, I got a yeah. 410 for my birthday. Yeah. They,
0: they were raised around, they were taught, they were, taught, they were, taught, they were properly schooled, mm-hmm. and everything else. But where was that gun? Yeah, it, but it was secured somewhere, you know, and so I if, agree with that.
1: So if I took that gun to Pittsburgh High School when I was 15 years old and shot it up, I'm saying that not only am I going to be prosecuted as an adult for murder, but my parents, for allowing me to have access to that gun, should be liable also.
0: Well, I think we're going through that with that Michigan shooting a year back uh, with that part. Those two parents are in jail for that. They're they're going through that. But I'm going to also say when you and I went through high school, we had friends that drove around with two guns in the back of the window all the time. And the principal goes, oh, what do you got? And it wasn't an issue. Yeah, but you know
1: one of the things I have progressed a little bit on, and I hate to use the word progress because everybody's going to call me, you know, a a Mm liberal-loving media guy, is that things are not the same as they were in 1970. I agree with that. 1980.
0: I agree with that. I agree with that. So the next thing I was, I I said 21, Mm -hmm. I think I agree with that. I do not agree with a a complete ban of anything. I don't agree with that. Uh, I, I do agree with retooling the universal background check to make it effective where it doesn't punish the innocent person, but hopefully it catches some things that we need to do, but that also requires retooling the HIPAA retooling the mental health aspect of it. Maybe something more needs to be put on there. Hey, did you just beat somebody the other day because you threw a temper tantrum? You know, maybe that needs to be in there besides just being admitted to a mental health institution. You know, I it's think true. that needs to be retooled a little bit. Does that punish the innocent person? No, it doesn't. It doesn't punish a law-abiding citizen. Uh,
1: so well, I like to bounce it back and forth like yep. you do with me. So the yep. tennis ball came in the, over here, and I'm going to hit it back real quick. Yep. It's, it, when we say I don't believe there should be any kind of ban on any weapon. There are ban on some weapons already.
0: Yes. Personally. Well, there are on fully automatics.
1: And they are on bazookas, and you can't have yeah. a you know shouldered rocket. So there are ban on certain weapons. But you can have a flamethrower. Right. But I'm saying, <laughs> why are there ban on certain and not on others? is because some people believe that those are something a citizen should not have. Yeah. So as a progressing country, that we're not in you know, 1910 or we're not in 1810 and we're in 2020, some people look at weapons differently. And over the last 50 to 60 years, some weapons have been taken out of population as an automatic weapon, yeah. so like you a can't, machine gun. You
0: can't have a machine gun unless you, unless you have a certain level of classification. So should we
1: say that that's okay?
0: What's that? No, I think the the current the current weapons that are out there right now are okay. I, I I don't see a problem with those. I just don't think you need to. I don't think you need to add a, a an M60 or something like that to it. No, I don't I don't agree with that. Sure. Uh, they're already not not for the common person. Can you get those? You know. So, Is there really
1: that much difference? You know this militarily. Yeah. Now and yes, if we're on the battlefield, there's a difference between an AR-15 and a an Uzi. Okay.
0: Yeah, AR-15 and an M4, which M4, that's that's that, right m4 car uh, m4 or it used to be an m16 m16 used to shoot a, a a fully automatic the military even went away from the fully automatic and went to the three-round burst and we found out when people get nervous they pull yeah. that trigger and they're shoot like oh something. shit man you're running out of bullets real so, quick
1: so educate us all this yep. is something that i do want to know and i think a lot of people are like if you have 20 i don't know you know this is it a 10 second 20 second 30 second whatever the difference of the m5 is what you call it m4 m4 Yep. And an AR-15, if you say in a 10 second, if you just try to shoot as many as you possibly can, what is the difference maybe? The
0: difference is this here. For an M4, you've got to go
1: ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. Uh-huh.
0: For an M4, you go brr brr, 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 brr. Right,
1: so you're getting three to one yep. pretty much. Okay, yep. that's, that's, all right. yep.
0: that's the difference is you get a three-round burst for every time you pull the trigger, and you can pull it as fast as you need to pull it, but it'll spit out a three-round burst. You can, now, the are they the same rounds. type of bullet? It's the exact same type. Okay. So, uh, the difference is in the civilian world, though, is so in the Army, we use full metal jackets. Okay. And this is where people that don't know what the hell they're talking about start getting in there and go, well, you know, it's a high-powerful bullet. Hell, freaking two two three is a little bitty round, man. And uh, the two two three is smaller than my freaking pinky fingernail almost. It's so, just the amount of rounds coming out. It's the amount, but it tumbles because we use full metal jackets. We right. Because of uh, the Geneva Convention, we can't use hollow point. In the civilian world, you can buy a hollow point.
1: That's all I have in my handgun.
0: Most people in home defense. We're blowing out lungs now, buddy. Yeah, because you know a full metal jacket will really do that. Unless whatever, dude. (laughs) Uh, That that's one that he said. And the second one he said was, well, back in the old days, it was outlawed to have cannons. No, it wasn't. That was never even codified in a freaking law. Until I like I in the listen, mid 1900s, I don't listen to him. I mean, it's just
1: gibberish that comes. It's, Can I tell you real it, quick? It's, it's
0: just defecation that comes out of what, his mouth.
1: When I tell you what, when he says something that I know is a little cuckoo, which yep. is a lot, I just wait for the press secretary to clean it up later.
0: Yeah, it's just it, it's just oral defecation coming out of his All mouth. Right, so so, bit, so back and
1: forth. Go yeah, ahead.
0: So the I'm I am. We we talked a little bit about the background check. Uh, we talked a little bit about hey. You know, we put a restriction, put 21 on there, clean up the background check. And understand, clean up the background check to do it right, where it doesn't infringe, but it identifies, and it and it, it puts them off to the side. That won't be something done like that. That won't be something you just sign and do like that. That's something that would take a couple of years to get down into the legal system to go, Well, hey, I'm a minor, I just got caught doing this, throwing a rock through the window, downtown supermarket, because the... The girlfriend broke up with me for it to be put in, hey, that's in his record now. Sorry, it was a little childish thing, but it's in your record now. Sure. All
1: right, so bounce bounces yeah. to me. I have something. So what do you got? I, I, I truly believe that people like Cole Hefner yeah. and, uh, and people in Texas that are Republicans, I'm going I'm to get on them a little bit. Yeah. I, I yeah. love Cole Hefner. Lo- loved his family my whole life. Okay? But this becomes a situation where you have to get off of a certain something you're going to die on. Yeah. okay because anytime that we hear these words back from our founders about compromise we always think as somebody that has an ideology that that means the other person has to give a little bit and then I'll compromise and say okay we're good but yeah. what a compromise means is we both have to do something
0: yeah You're going so, to give a little
1: right so there is something that I believe can be done and I talked about just a little bit earlier is the mental health evaluations needs to start a whole lot younger if we're going to use that and say that is what some, every person that walks into a, a facility and kills innocent people has some type of mental problem. Okay. Well,
0: well, so But the left doesn't want any form of the mental. They don't want to touch that. They want to leave that to the Republican side.
1: No, I don't think that's 100% correct. I think what they've done, they jump over it because of emotions when something like this happens mm-hmm. and say they go straight for the guns. Yeah. But I think what we have to do as conservatives, if we have to look at the gun part, and what I'm saying is they have to look at the mental health part. Okay? as these are issues okay this might well guns don't kill people do well you know whatever people bad people that have mental illness that grab a bad bad gun are going to do a whole lot more damage than somebody going there with a slingshot okay yeah, yeah. we do have to open up the conversation second thing i believe that they need to do is quit looking at education as numbers and testing and look at education as kids being prepared for the real world. Mm -hmm. And being prepared for the real world means you protect those dang kids at all costs and let those kids get inside and learn math, English, social studies, science, to prepare them in a new world, which that new world is what? A global world. Mm -hmm. We are so far down on the list in education, it's not even funny. We're not even a top 20 in anything anymore. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to be the greatest nation in the world. The freedoms that, we, that everybody comes here that they want, some of those freedoms might have to be lessened a little bit to protect us all. I'm not saying the Second Amendment needs to be revised, it needs to be amended, yeah. I'm not saying any of that. But there are regulations on every damn thing I do in this country for the types of food I can buy, how uh-huh. much I can buy at a grocery store, how fast I can go on a freeway, how much of something I can put into my property, how much taxes I, must, I can, I go down the list. So don't give me the crap that we, we don't regulate because it says we have a second amendment right. My first amendment to me is more important than anything.
0: Well, I, I think- don't
1: second, you don't have a first. Uh, Great. I
0: think, I think when you compromise one, you're starting to compromise the other two. Sure. That's uh, just me.
1: Sure, uh, and maybe we do because we compromise freedom of speech, we've compromised freedom of religion, freedom from religion, we've done all that. It's called we progressed. So are we just gonna say the the hill I'm gonna die on is the second amendment?
0: So I I, I think the second amendment's there, and I, I put it out, you know, unless we are going to get 290 congressmen and we're gonna get 67 senators, and we're gonna get uh, 38 freaking governors to agree on something, then the second amendment's always gonna be there. Uh, does that mean you gotta have the machine gun and all this other stuff? Uh, but, I'm going to throw a ball back to you here real quick. I think the one thing that can be done, I don't think any one thing will solve everything, but I think you will, you will drop it down to neutral real quick and, and instead of being in fifth gear, is you just put armed, freaking retired police officers, armed veterans who has the authority to shoot at every entrance in a school. You move the entrances down to be few. That does a couple of things. It gives respect back to the law enforcement one, and that is direly needed in our country. Too many
1: people trust. Not all people trust right now. Two, That's right.
0: you have people there that is a major deterrence. And this is something I will always. I've said, and I, I, we don't have a lot of time. But when you talked about the perimeter effect. We used to talk about, hey, we're going to put triple-strand Constantino wire so nobody get over it. <laughs> triple-strand Constantino wire in Griffin in a squad of nine can blow through in about 10 seconds, okay? It has to have eyes on it. Mm-hmm. So any defense has to have eyes or has to have boots on the ground. I said at the beginning of this, if you want to solve this problem, you have to treat it like war and not war on drugs and not war on alcohol but like World War II, and you have to come up with multiple solutions. But one of the biggest nukes that you could drop on this thing is put armed people there, because that will deterrence. Everybody goes to the softer side. Not too many people wanna run up to the the hardest freaking fortification and go, I'm just gonna chip away at that.
1: and I wanna piggyback on it. How many times do you see people breaking in to banks? Very rare. Very rare. Bank robbery nowadays is almost impossible. They, they, they happen, but, but it's very rare. There's two reasons why for it. Number one, there's always a security guy there with a gun yep. in the front. And there's one way in and one way out in most yes. banks. There's no, not, not many banks anymore that have two ways, in and yep. out. Like the old school Pittsburgh National Bank, where you can go in both sides, yep. okay? And number two, video surveillance. Yeah. Why do we not have... Okay, right now, I've been in the schools in Tyler ISD that there is... You walk into the principal's office and he can see Everything. The minute that something starts going down into school, why can't the police immediately hit a button and see that at their location, at their main office, and say, okay, we got, the guy is in classroom A, seven steps yes, from here. Exactly. And we need to go in.
0: Coach, it costs me $14 a month to maintain visual on the Griffin Ponderosa from all angles. $14 a month, and I got more cameras than I know what to do with, and I can see everything. I I'm can see the rain when the, cost? I don't know. I don't run Ring. I run a different system. Okay. But How much 14, does your system cost? $14 a month. It cost, initially it cost me $1,500. Back when it was expensive, now it cost okay. me about $800.
1: Well, somebody came out to me that I know and said for about $250 they could put a camera at my front door and my back door put one in my garage or my carport and one seeing out anybody driving up my driveway for about 300 bucks. It's going to cost me nineteen ninety five a month to monitor from there on.
0: I got okay. a few more cameras now. I'm just throwing it out there. But, anyway. but what I'm telling you is this yeah.
1: bet. We could take Pittsburgh high school, mm-hmm. just a high school, let's just say. And, and you and I have been on that campus many times. Okay. And we're going to surveil that thing for less than $10,000. Yes. And put a camera everywhere.
0: Well, $10,000 and then you need a dedicated, it's the Constantino wire. You need a dedicated person looking right not a dedicated person doing this
1: but what i'm saying not a
0: dedicated person doing
1: this no no what i'm saying looking. is this: that we could have it there and and we all know uh officer rogers we grew up with it
0: yeah
1: let's say he's there looking at it eight hours while the the whole thing but when something goes down it's taken away from rogers or it's added to him that immediately uh there's a phone call that comes through and say okay we've got a, a breach now someone is on yeah. campus with a possible gun and Pittsburgh Police Department then pulls it up, and they can look at the whole campus and go, okay, officers, when you arrive, there's a guy with a gun going in the back here. This is where he's at.
0: So, Let me explain this. When I was in Germany in 2012, we went on a tour to Nuremberg, Germany, and we went with the local law enforcement to see what our soldiers go to and where they get in trouble at mm-hmm. in the trouble spots. They took us to the Red Light District. They took us to everything down there. Then they took us in the police station and he goes, let me show you something. He said, your soldiers come down here on the train. He, said, he says, that camera right there, watch. We'll, we'll follow this guy right here. I followed this dude all the way through town to the red light district. Now, is this big <coughs> brother watching you? Yeah, it is, but you know what? I went through 15 freaking cameras with this dude. We followed this dude mm-hmm. through 15 cameras picking him up. Now, that takes a person dedicated watching them also, watching the cameras. But once it's notified that from the local school we got somebody sitting outside that doesn't fit the, the ring-in procedures, Right. the law enforcement can zoom in on them, see what they got, send the tax squad. Oh, we already know the school okay. diagram. Hold I on. know
1: we're getting on yeah. time. I don't care. We've talked about our congressmen. We've talked about our local people, like Cole Hefner and things yep. like that. But you know another thing I want to throw out there? I, want, I know three people that, that listen to this or have said they listen to it, that are school board mm. members. One just got elected. I'm not going to call him out. Mm. But when your school board spends every bit of their time and energy doing more, doing two things, number one, our, our star scores and assessments. Yep. And how much money are we making from our school activities being sports? You need to stop the bullshit and realize that if you don't protect a kid – You're great. If it doesn't happen in year one, year ten, year twelve, year fifteen of of a plan you have, but it happens on one Tuesday and 21 people die, and you didn't have a plan, and you didn't have surveillance, and you didn't have an officer, and you didn't have a perimeter, and you didn't have security, then you should not be a part of a school board.
0: So I want to I want to talk one thing here. I used to watch police movies, and you would always hear where they say, "Well, he's from the he's from the district." And he's from here in his territory. And I used to believe that's just mm-hmm. a bunch of police hogwash. And I will not call any names out. And I will not call the school district out. But I will say this. I've heard some rumors that the school, certain schools, don't talk with their very own police department. And I'm like, what, Bureaucracy. what, what the hell is that? The school, children first, shut the flip up, get over your ego. Second, I sit there and watched on TV where they described that hey, there's federal funding for the schools to be linked with local police departments. they just got to hop on the pony and do it, you know. There's been this thing. Federal that,
1: funding, I mean, so it's free. Well, you know what? I'm going to put this on some of our politicians in the state of Texas that refuse to take federal funding because once they take it, they feel like they then have to answer to Big Brother. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not what's protecting the, the citizen of Texas or the students is best when you put politics
0: involved so we're getting close on time here. Sure. We've already passed it, but to be honest, is we kind of just really what we wanted to do is for the people of Uvalde. There is nothing I can ever say that make you feel better, but I will say that we are thinking of you, and our hearts go out to you. And not just Uvalde, but any freaking area that has a shooting. That that those things shouldn't be happening. That's not what the intent. That's not what's supposed to happen. Our hearts go out on that part. the The other thing I will say is is we hope we shed some light on laws and because some laws that are myth, the cure all that, hey, this is the grand slam. If You just sign this. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to the governor and try to embarrass him and say, if you had just signed this, we wouldn't have had this because I wanna I be governor. It's some horse shit. Peel back and read the law itself. I did, I read the law and I'm like, that's what you were griping about? So I am all for some change and I am all for some results. But what I am not for is to rush to failure to have the same shit we had before you signed a damn thing. Because they don't do nothing. <clears throat> so all these people that want to go, we need action. We need action that's legitimate. And like World War II, it needs to be multiple things. It needs to be revision of how we do the 4473. It needs to be how that right there is revised all the way down to the Nat's ass. It needs to be where we put people in schools to protect our loved ones, that are our future for our community. It needs to be maybe that we repeal up to the age of 21. Does that mean I'm anti-gun? Hell no, man! I got an arsenal. I know what I got, man. You can I mean,
1: be you can be pro-gun and have I just legislation got some, that makes sense.
0: I I just got common sense right. that hey, I'm willing to budge. Let's do it, and that's not taking anybody's rights away.
1: Right. And That's
0: making legitimate things that will produce legitimate, tangible results. That's what we want. And oh, so.
1: The last thing I want to say on this is we always hear our hearts and our prayers go out to you. And you know what? I'm a very religious person. I went to a Baptist seminary and got both degrees in it, okay? But I'm, 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 I'm with some of those people where I'm tired of hearing, let's pray, mm-hmm. and let's hear our deepest sympathies, and then nothing happens. We must act. This has got to stop. It, it, it went from Columbine, we had a over 100, then it went to over two. We're, we're reaching almost 300 school shootings since Columbine. Yep. And it seems like to me, we're not learning anything. It's just getting worse. It's getting more political. It's getting more one side against the other. We owe it to the memories of those dead people to stop just praying and expecting something great to happen because we pray for your peace after you are bearing your babies. Yep. We just pray that you have peace now that your babies are dead. And somebody's babies is going to die in the next 30 days, 60 days, or 90 days because we don't act. And I know what you say, don't do something hastily. But we got to quit waiting months, years, and decades before another 9-11 happens before somebody sings Kumbaya on the steps. Because what we did not learn from then was every agency must act together to stop terrorist attacks. And every agency in the state of Texas and every agency in the, in the United States must share information vet, yeah, yeah, yeah. on how to protect our kids on a campus, and I, until they do that, it's gonna to continue to happen.
0: I, I, I agree with that. I will say, you know, immediately, there's not nothing that any of us can do except wish that they didn't have to go through that. And I, and I
1: don't wanna hear these things anymore, and I love when I get somebody on the backside that sends me information that was an ex-police officer, and I respect this gentleman so much, but on day one, when I posted, I was so emotionally, he sent me, well, you got to wait, you got to wait, you got to wait. And I said, no, what happened here this is ridiculous, these hours that waited. And then a couple days later, he sent me another one and said, you know what? You're right. These guys did not do what what they're supposed to do. But what we need to do is take people that's been involved in security, military, and police, and say, look, we've got to work together to make sure this doesn't happen anymore. Yeah,
0: I agree. The, I think when, when there's an incident like this, no, I, I've been around the military where we investigate everything. And, and we investigate the heck out of it. We allow some time to grieve, and then we put the investigating officers in there. And no stone is unturned. Mm-hmm. And that's how, as we're seeing, we're seeing the ugly truth with Ubalde. There's a lot of ugliness in that.
1: I want the ugliness to be seen. That's what I was saying mm-hmm. earlier. And I can't leave. I, I'm this whole way driving here. I said this cannot go out of me. I want my Emmett Till moment. I want somebody to release uh, you know, how we release this stuff out of the Supreme Court, how people release stuff from, you know, publication from the White House. I want someone to release some photos. I want it to be a parent to release some photos of their dead child blown into pieces. If it takes it to do it, I want an to moment. I do not want to bury any more kids because it's not bad enough. I've had people around me, vets, say this. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't want to see this anymore. Well, by God, I want to hear it. I want to see it. I want it to be in our... I want people jumping from those buildings on 9-11 when the the media just started wiping that out so we didn't see it. Then it wasn't so bad. The ugly
0: truth needs to be seen. I want my
1: Emmett Till. I want the prayer man jumping out of the tower. I want these people to show us some dead people because that's when things get done in this country. When it's enough is enough. That's just me.
0: So with all this here... We want to hear your comments on this. And uh, I, there's nothing I can say to the families, and mm-hmm. uh, I just wish they didn't go through this, to be honest. We failed you. As and, citizens
1: of this country, we are failing our children.
0: And I, I think we just need to have some collaboration. And any side that says, especially the side, any side that's in power that says, we're not even going to talk about this, I'm like, why would you not? Why would you not? That just shows there you're not willing to come to the table. So we got to go because we have blown this time sure. up from the coach to the vet. Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. Uh...